Welcome to this Moving Panels One Shot. Let's have a nerdy little conversation. And joining me today, uh, sitting in the co-host chair, is the host of Interview with a Horror Virgin. Please welcome James Brooks. How are you, James? I'm doing well, man. I'm really excited to get into this. Yeah, you were the one that actually uh, asked to do this. You uh, just recently discovered that there's more than the Green Lanterns. Oh yeah, definitely, because my entire like DC knowledge was always there's a Green Lantern, and that was it. I had no idea there were so many others. Yeah, there are eight others. I mean, really, six others, and then two more kind of were added. But we'll get into all of that, because today we're going to break down all of the different Lantern cores and give a brief synopsis of each to inform uh, James and you, the listener. So it all starts... Now, most of this did not actually... Even though there were variations of the Lanterns, most of this did not actually come into fruition as the whole spectrum, emotional spectrum, the rainbow of colors, until 2007 with the Sinestro Core War uh, and that storyline, which then eventually led to the Blackest Night storyline into you know, brightest day storyline into eventually the new 52. You know, it's not surprising that you don't know about a lot of these because some of these didn't even exist until 2007. So we're only talking like 15, 16 years ago when all of this became a thing. So it all starts with each of the seven cores. There are really nine, but we'll get into the other two later. But the seven cores are specific colors from the emotional spectrum. It's your Roy G. Biv. The Colors of the Rainbow. <laughs> so, in order of Roy G. Biv, you got Red, which is uh, the entity that that is the the Red Power, is a bull entity. Looks like a bull. He is known as the Butcher, and he represents the emotion of rage. A bull. Now, were you familiar with Were you familiar with Red to begin with? Yeah, I remember hearing the name Atrocitus a lot in both yep, like the gaming yep. community that I'm a part of. I remember playing like um the Injustice Two game, and Atrocitus was mm-hmm. like the the main villain. Yep. Uh, before I keep going, are there any others that you actually do know exist? Just the uh, the Atrocitus and then Yellow Lantern. So the Red and the Yellow are the ones that I have some knowledge on. Okay. So, again, I'm going to stick with the Roy G. Biv. So, after red comes orange. Orange was an entity known as Ophidian uh, that was in the form of a serpent um, that was constantly consuming things. Thus, it is the emotion of uh, avarice or greed. Then you've got yellow, as you just discussed, you were aware of. Most people know of yellow because Sinestro had been around for, for years and had a yellow ring. The entity is known as Parallax, which some of you may remember from the Green Lantern movie that Ryan Reynolds made. Uh, no matter how bad it was, it, it did introduce people to Parallax. Uh, and he's like an in, he looks like an insect would be the best way to kind of he's kind of insect shape. Uh, and of course, that's fear. And then green, the one that we're most familiar with, uh, the entity was called Ion. Uh, and he looked like a giant whale, like a fish-like creature. And, of course, that's willpower. Um, that's the one we know the most. And it's right in the middle, which is why green is considered probably the most powerful of them, as well as it's the one that is that keeps everything in balance. Uh, then we got blue, which is hope. And it's a three-headed... The entity was a three-headed bird called Adara. Um, then we've got indigo which looks like a giant squid. Proselyte is the name, and that's Compassion. And then Violet is... The best way I could describe it is a dragon-looking creature uh, known as the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got to love that the, it's a dragon called the Predator, but what emotion is Violet? Love. It's so weird. It's love. <laughs> Uh, and then later we do add in black lanterns and white lanterns, and we'll talk about those a little bit more. Technically, you know, black and white aren't officially part of this color spectrum, so they're kind of a little separate, but we'll get to that. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, the ones we know. And of course, we all know the Green Lanterns. Uh, the Green Lantern Corps created by, do you know the name of the beings that created the Green Lantern Corps? The Guardians. Oh yeah, the Guardians. And do you know the name of their home planet? 
No, I don't, because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's really simple, because it's just two letters, O and A, and it's just Oa. Oh, wow. Okay, never mind then. That is yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the planet Oa. Uh, Green Lanterns are essentially just space cops. I mean, that's what they are. The lanterns are chosen based off uh, the rings, you know, uh, search out for people when they need a new um, a new lantern. And they're based off of people who exhibit a great capacity of overcoming fear. In the Marvel Universe, Daredevil would be a, a Green Lantern, I would assume. I can see that. He's the, he's the man without fear. So. <laughs> now, are you familiar with the sectors? No, I am not. All right, so each Green Lantern is in charge of patrolling a sector of the universe. And the Guardians have divided up the sectors into 3,600 sectors. Wow. So there are 3,600 sectors. Jeez. And originally it was established there would be only one lantern per sector. So that means there were 3,600 lanterns. Eventually that got changed. We won't get into all the details because this would be a really long one shot if we did. Uh, but that that rule eventually changed, and now there are two lanterns per sector. However, sector 2814, which is the sector Earth is in, currently has five green lanterns. What? Yeah. You got Hal Jordan, okay. Guy Gardner, Jon Stewart, mm-hmm. Kyle Rayner, and Simon Baz. Yeah, I didn't know Earth They are the many. five. I just know yep. of the two, Hal and John. Uh, some people may be surprised that I didn't say Jessica Cruz. Um, Jessica Cruz was a Green Lantern of Earth. Um, she is not currently in the comics, to my knowledge, unless something has changed. Uh, but that's uh, for another day. So uh, the count I have found is that now there are 7,204 members of the Green Lantern Corps. All right. That's it's a lot that of green is. lanterns. <laughs> and it's always fun now that there are multiples. Like, do you call all of them Green Lantern? Like, it was easy when it was just Hal Jordan. But then when you got the other, it's like, okay, wait, you're, you're Green Lantern and you're Green Lantern. Uh, you know, like, how do I call, who do I call what? Um, I guess they call them by their names. I don't know. Uh, are you familiar with the oath of the Green Lanterns? Is that where they talk, when they, the same oath that they recite when they're charging their rings? Yep. Oh, okay, then, yeah. Do you know what it is? Do you know any of the words of it? No, I do not. That's the bad thing. I know of it because I'm like, I like the way it sounds because I know the ending. I, What's the mind. ending? Um, Beware my power, Green Lantern Light. You are correct. Awesome. That is the last line of the oath. <laughs> the oath is, in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power, Green Lantern's light. Nice. That is the oath of the Green Lanterns. But uh, again, we're, we're just going to quickly go through these. So let's go ahead and move on to the one that, again, most people are familiar with. You even said you were aware of, and that's the Yellow Lanterns, who aren't called the Yellow Lanterns. They are called the Sinestro Corps, uh, which obviously were founded by Sinestro. However... It was retconned later that they were named by Booster Gold. Uh, you know, Booster Gold's a time traveler. Okay. And he encountered Sinestro at one point and was talking about him leading a core. And Sinestro asked him what they were called. And Booster Gold just off the top of it, well, they were the um, Sinestro Corps. And, and Sinestro was like, of course they were. Like... Yeah, I like that name. Uh, so that that is how uh, it has been told that they were they were named. But they are yellow lanterns, which means they uh, represent fear, uh, which came from there was believe they again the stories get very from all the years they get told several times. But there's one story in which Parallax, who is the entity of fear was actually contained inside of the Green Lantern battery. And he was referred to as the Yellow Impurity, which is later how they explain, I don't know if you ever knew this, but back in the day, uh, 
Green Lantern had a weakness to the color yellow. So, so like anything that was yellow could destroy anything the Green Lantern created. Really? Yeah, so throw a banana at the Green Lantern <laughs> if he's got like a if he puts up a shield in front of you, you just throw a banana at him. It'll go it'll break through the shield. Uh well, that's it's also like the original Green Lantern back before they had the whole Green Lantern core and all that. Uh, but the original Green Lantern, his weakness was wood. I never understood like, that because I remember reading something about that. I yeah. was like, is it just something that they wanted to have a random weakness to? Or I get, yeah. I mean, everybody had to have a weakness. So that was his. But again, the Sinestro Corps wasn't founded until 2007. It was all Sinestro by himself. He had a yellow ring uh, that manifested. But the, he creates the Sinestro Corps. Sends out a whole bunch of rings to find uh, his his army. Uh, and it was all foretold in a prophecy. That's what they tell in the Sinestro Corps War. There's a prophecy from the Book of Oa. It's from like a, a forbidden chapter of the Book of Oa where no one's supposed to quote this. Pretty much it's the Guardians going, um, yeah, we, we don't we don't want to discuss that. that Because uh, they just they refuse to believe it. But the exact quote from the comic is, a face of metal and flesh shall speak of the secrets of the 52. Now that face of metal and flesh would turn out to be cyborg Superman figures. Uh, and the 52 of course, which would eventually kind of be worked into the new 52 was about the 52 different universes that exist within the DC world. Uh, but continuing on with the prophecy, fear will rise. Willpower will gather and a war of light will unleash the truth behind the power of the ring. So it was saying, you know, the fear Sinestro would rise up in power. Uh, he would fight uh, against the Green Lanterns, and eventually the truth behind where the rings come from would be revealed, which, like I said, is then where all of this other finding about the other colors and all that would all uh, come to be. So... Um, and, you know, when you're talking about emotions, fear really kind of weakens a person's willpower. Yeah, most definitely. So they're definitely, you know, opposites of each other. So uh, it makes the Sinestro Corps a very formidable threat to the Green Lanterns. Um, did you know who was almost one of the very first uh, members of the Sinestro Corps? No, that I do not know. Batman. Really? Yes. Think about it. So Sinestro sends his rings out, you know, just like the Green Lantern rings, you know, the rings are kind of sentient. So the Yellow Lantern rings are looking for people who can uh, cause fear in other people. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Okay. And who instills fear into people more than Batman? Yeah. Okay. So uh, he is able to reject it because his willpower is stronger than uh, than they expected. And so he was able to reject the ring. Uh, but some of the initial members when the Sinestro Corps for, uh, formed was Cyborg Superman, as we just talked about. Uh, Superman Prime, which if you're not familiar with it, it's just an evil version of Superman. Uh, and the Anti-Monitor. If you know the Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline. I'm afraid uh, not. Well, the Anti-Monitor, who is the main villain on the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, he also is one of the very first uh, members of the Sinestro Corps. Okay. It's now, do awesome. you know that they have an oath? Yeah, I know they have an oath, but I do not know. The only oath that I kind of know is the Green Lantern one, and that's Well, the because it. the Sinestro Corps is kind of the opposite, the beginning of their quote is really the opposite. So whereas the Green Lanterns say in brightest day and blackest night, the Sinestro Corps starts in blackest day and brightest night. Okay. Yeah. So it's in blackest day and brightest night, beware your fears made into light. Let those who try to stop what's right burn like my power, Sinestro's might. Okay. So it's just, again, now, all about Sinestro. Yes, which Sinestro is the one that says burn like my power, 
whereas any other member of the Sinestro Corps says burn like his power. Oh, so he's like the um uh, the 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 lantern that they would charge from, correct? Well, no, they they have a a, a, a battery. Oh, okay. they have a big giant lantern like the Green Lanterns do, but it's just like you said. It, since it, it's all about it's almost like it's almost like a cult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're they're all about Sinestro, so it's burned like his powers, Sinestro's might. So there you go. So there's your Yellow Lanterns. You you learning things from this? Oh yes, absolutely. Like I said, wonderful. More than I thought from the Yellow Lanterns, other than just Sinestro, just being Sinestro. Yep. Uh, Then moving on to the other one that you said you were familiar with, and I did put it next because I knew most people were, and that is the Red Lanterns, uh, the power of rage. uh, Also foretold in the prophecy from the Book of Oa, Um, in that quote, it's a force of hate will rise as the Red Lantern is anointed in blood. The bearers rage unfiltered and unchecked. So they also uh, came into being. Uh, let's ask another question. If see if you're familiar with this, are you familiar that the with? Uh, let me see how I want to put this. Did you know that the Guardians created a group before the Green Lanterns? No, I did not, because that was actually one of my questions to you about the other cores. Okay, well, this isn't a core. So the Guardians, again, the Guardians, their whole plan was to put order, bring order uh, into the universe. And so the first thing they did, because the Guardians were originally just like scientists, uh, they built an army of robots that they called the Manhunters. Now, of course, giving them that name immediately makes them evil. But they were called the Manhunters and they were they were robots that the Guardians created to patrol the universe, and this was before the Green Lanterns. Uh, the The robots didn't really work out, <laughs> mainly because of they could obviously be programmed. And uh, Krona, who was a renegade Guardian, actually reprograms the Manhunters so that they now believe that the only way to bring order to the universe is to destroy all life. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. A little opposite of what they were trying to do, but I... <laughs> wow. So it starts with... Um, you'll love this, being a horror movie person. Uh, it starts with them slaughtering uh, the entire sector, all pe- living creatures in Sector 666. <laughs> How appropriate. I love it. Yes. And in fact, they they succeeded. Everyone is killed except for five people or five creatures, whatever you want to say it. Uh, There's five survivors. They are later known as the five uh, in my mind's not working anymore. The five in in something. My brain is completely turned off. The five inversions. There we go. So they would be known as the Five Inversions. One of those would be Atrocitus. Oh, so they're like the, um, they're the ones that make up the the Red Lanterns, the Five. Mm. No. Okay. Never mind then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Atrocitus, uh, his rage for the Guardians, um, you know, the, he knew the Manhunters were controlled by the Guardians. His rage for... Uh, wanting to seek revenge on the Guardians was so powerful that it manifests the very first uh, red power battery and ring. So Atrocitus becomes the first Red Lantern. Um, he then, again, I'm trying to, to shorten a longer story. He then kills the other four survivors. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He kills the other four. They retcon his story to where he is the one who actually uh, causes the death of Abin Sur, who is the Green Lantern whose ring passes on to Hal Jordan. Mm. There is a side effect to being a Red Lantern. So as more Red Lantern rings were created and the Red Lantern Corn was formed, uh, the it turns the wearer of the ring into a mindless, unintelligent person or creature uh, who is just focused on rage. 
So they can't really think for themselves. They can't really make decisions. Like Atrocitus pretty much is has to rein them in. Okay. Um, yeah, they pretty much lack all intelligence. Atrocitus, this doesn't happen to Atrocitus. And they explain that by saying he is, because he's the one that manifested the ring, he's in control of the power. So he maintains his intelligence, which is why he is the leader of the Red Lantern. So kind of like a branch of Sinestro's story, but instead of them kind of having some intelligence, the inversions that, as you mentioned, they have no intelligence other than Atrocitus. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, he does get a second in command, Blease, who kind of becomes Atrocitus's second hand. Uh, He does use an ability uh, that he only he only has he's he's only done it this once he's tried to do it again and i don't think it worked but he found a way to give her back her intelligence okay so that she could you know help him run the the red lantern corps there are other notable members the one that's probably most famous to people, uh, even though they may not know his name. I've talked about him on the sh- on uh, a previous episode, and that's Dexstar, who is a cat. Yes, I remember that because, again, going back to the Injustice game, every time you would see Atrocitus's intro, there'd be a cat on his shoulder. And that perplexed me for yeah. a very long time. And then the podcast you mentioned explained it in such a sad story. Yes, yes, he is. He is one of my uh, sympathetic villains of uh, comics. Um, he was an abandoned and abused cat from Earth, uh, who was uh, pretty much, like I said, abused and then left for dead. And right before he dies, a red ring finds him, and then he seeks he seeks revenge on the ones the two young guys who were yeah uh, abusing him and uh left him for dead um so uh and he even though he is a villain uh he's also sympathetic because his main goal has always been to find the person who killed his original owner yeah um and so so you're kind of going eh. I don't know how I should feel about this uh, villainous character, but he's called Dexter. Uh, his owner named him Dexter, which is where the Dexter comes from. Then there's also uh, Zilius Zox, who, again, most people have probably seen the character. Zilius Zox is a species. I don't know if there's a name to the species. I'm not that familiar with it, but he just pretty much looks like a giant head that has arms and legs. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I think I've seen him in pictures before. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's also a Green Lantern named Gallius Zed, who is the same species. So you, there, you've you've either seen the Green Lantern version or the Red Lantern version of this character. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to to throw him out there. Uh, and then there's also um, Lara Omato, uh, who is a former Green Lantern. That once she discovers that a member of the Sinestro Corps murdered her mentor, uh, that rage. Um, attracts a red ring to her and she becomes a red lantern. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So just like Sinestro was a former green lantern that turned into a yellow lantern. Here's you, a former green lantern turned into a red lantern. Uh, and then they have an oath. All the lanterns have an oath. So be prepared for that. Awesome. (laughs) With blood and rage of crimson red ripped from a corpse. So freshly dead together with our hellish hate will burn you all. That is your fate. So far, that's like my favorite oath right now. <laughs> it's so, ugh, it's just like so demanding and creepy. <sighs> what seems to be the problem, pal? There's just so much pain in the world, so many issues. I don't think I can bear it. Well, friendo, it sounds like you could use a dose of pop culture roulette. Pop culture roulette? What's that? Some sort of pop culture themed podcast or something? That's right, sonny boy. When hope seems far, dive into some PCR. But I already get my entertainment news from Variety. Huh, that's pretty good. If you're a chucklehead, PCR gives you news you need, condensed, unfiltered, and raw, from three nerds who know a little something about something. Wow, okay, sign me up. That's the spirit. 
Pop Culture Roulette. New episodes every Monday, available on all major podcast directories. All right, so let's start getting into some of the ones you're not fam- you're not familiar with. Yep. I actually think this next one, though, some of our listeners might be familiar with, uh, and you might be once you hear me say it, but the uh, Violet Power Ring Bearers, so the Violet Lantern Corps, are not called the Violet Lantern Corps. They're called the Star Sapphires. Okay. Does that name ring a bell? Mm, no, I'm afraid not. Okay. So the Star Sapphires... They uh, originated from an alien race called the uh, Zamaria, Zamarans, who are just the female versions of the Guardians. So I don't know if you've ever noticed, but the Guardians are usually mostly male. Yeah. Um, they have gone back and brought in some, some female Guardians. But the Zamarans were originally the same race as the Guardians, but when the Guardians decided to do away with emotion... Uh, and become Vulcans. Uh, the <laughs> the females went, no, we want to still have our emotion. Uh, and also because of their experimenting and all, they became immortal. So the Zamaran, the females uh, who became the Zamarans, the females left the Guardians because they're like, you don't need us anymore. You're immortal. You don't need to procreate or anything. So they went off, found another uh, planet, renamed themselves Zamarans. And that is where they came from. While they're there on the planet, they discover the uh, sapphire, the star sapphire, which was a gem. Mm-hmm. And to my knowledge, uh, again, they've told the story so many different times. This is where they retcon something. So Carol Ferris, do you know who Carol Ferris is? Nope. So Carol Ferris is Hal Jordan's love interest. Uh, she was played by Blake Lively in the Green Lantern movie. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. So Carol Ferris becomes the Star Sapphire. Uh, and it is because of this, the Star Sapphire gem uh, pretty much possessing her. And it makes her into the Star Sapphire, uh, who is a villain. But then they later retold the story where... Hal gets the star sapphire out of her. And then through this whole thing, the Zamarans realize, yes, one person cannot control the power of the star sapphire. We should actually do something that the guardians did. And we should uh, think about this whole power ring thing. So they took the star sapphire gem, they broke it up, created the power rings. And then they sent out the power rings to look for women because the star sapphires are are all women to look for women who had who l- were in love and then spurned. Oh, okay. Interesting so th- concept. Yeah. So even though the violet is supposed to represent love, uh, they are typically kind of a woman scorned is, is kind of the more accurate way of looking at the way the star fi- star sapphires are. Is that they they can't they usually are portrayed as villains, um, but they do help the Green Lanterns you know when it's appropriate. Uh, and their oath, like I said, they all have an oath for hearts long lost, uh, not lust lost for <laughs> hearts long lost and full of fright for those alone in blackest night. Accept our ring and join our fight. Love conquers all with violet light. Interesting um, core, I will say. Well, like I said, they, they are kind of interesting. You know, again, it is the power of love, but I mean, we're not going to get into this uh, this big uh, <laughs> deep thought on this. But of course, love can be positive. It can be negative. There's good. There's bad. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now let's get into one of I think is one of the more interesting ones, and that is the Green Lantern core. Although there's not really a core, because there is one member, one member of I said Green Lantern, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Orange Lantern. Again, we're all used to saying Green Lantern. Orange Lantern <laughs> Core. So there is one member of the Orange Lantern Core. Uh, he is uh, sometimes known as Agent Orange, which I think is funny. <laughs> wow. Uh, his name is Larf, uh, Larflees, and the reason you got to think about why is he the only uh, member? Because just, the color of orange is greed. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I'm assuming it's because he, you can't have a core like that without everybody fighting amongst themselves for the power of it. Yes, yes. So he does not allow anyone else to have a ring. He is the the person who guards the battery, and he does not let anyone else have a ring because he wants that power all to himself. It's like the Gollum of DC. <laughs> he very much is. <laughs> now, again, there is a core. There is a Green Lantern core, but all of the members of the core are just constructs manifested by Larflees. So, so they're like holograms. That's know, but obviously it. Yeah. But obviously they're physical, like they can fight. Pretty much he has to be in constant constant thought about them because he's the one creating them. Okay. So if he ever gets if he ever gets too distracted, they, you know, disappear. However, there has been, to my knowledge, one other person who has actually held a orange ring. Larflees actually agreed to allow one person for 24 hours possess an orange ring. And that was Lex Luthor. Really? Yes. It was during the Blackest Night storyline. One of the Guardians actually persuaded Larflees to allow one other Orange Lantern to help uh, in the fight because they needed the power of each of the the rings. That's kind of cool. Not gonna That's, lie, it's, it's awesome. It's all awesome. <laughs> there is. There's a Lex Luthor figure out there of him in his Orange Lantern suit. You know how he has that power suit that yeah, you know, that green and purple. There's one of him. It's all orange. Has the Orange Lantern logo on it. I would love to get a hold of that 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 figure. But you're ready for the oath of the Orange Lantern? Uh, let me hear. This is going to be funny, I can tell. What's mine is mine, and mine, and mine, and mine, and mine, and mine, not yours. Beautiful. It's like a child wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the seagulls in Finding Nemo. Right. <laughs> I love mine, it. Mine? 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 So All just right. a quick question on the go. orange, and uh-huh. then we'll go there. So in other words, the I guess the the greed of it and everything, or the physical, um, the creature that you know represents it, can't really create another orange lantern, even if it wanted to. So again, I'm trying not to get into too much detail behind this. So right, Larflees and the entity of the orange power, which is uh, Ophidian. Mm-hmm. Ophidian is trapped inside of the battery. Oh, okay. I and, see where this is going. And Larflees controls the battery. And so Larflees is the one who decides whether or not a ring gets to come out. And of course, he doesn't want that to happen. Uh, Ophidian does eventually get released from the battery. And Ophidian actually wants to stop Larflees. You know, there's this whole thing about he doesn't actually like Larflees uh, because he kept him capture captive, I guess. Um, but like I said, I, there, there's a lot to that, but, but yeah, pretty gotcha. much Larflees, Larflees because of the greed. There, there have been storylines in which some characters have gotten the power from him. Uh, like Hal Jordan was even one. Uh, but then he realizes that the, uh, the the greed drains the person so quickly, like they just have this constant hunger that he just com- he very quickly gets rid of it, and Larflees takes it back. So there are stories of that, but okay. Uh, but moving on, moving on, we've got the Blue Lantern Corps. Uh, but the Blue Lanterns were founded by two of the Guardians, Gantith and Sade, uh, who are husband and wife, and they are. Because they had emotions and wanted to, you know, kind of hold on to some of that emotion, they were uh, kicked out of the Guardians. And they went to this planet and they created the Blue Lantern Corps. They were also, like I said, this all started with Sinestro Wars. They were the ones who were trying to warn the Guardians that this prophecy that I've read with some of the other ones. They were the ones that were trying to warn the Guardians about the prophecy. And the Guardians, of course, were ignoring them, saying, oh, it'll never happen, it'll never happen. Uh, and, of course, it does happen. But they they knew that the power of the Lanterns would be a positive thing 
which of course was hope. And that is what helped them create the, uh, the blue lantern Corps. but it was also in the prophecy. So as I mentioned the prophecy earlier in the prophecy, it stated, and I quote elsewhere, a flicker of hope will shine from deep space like a lighthouse warning the ships away from the rocks. The blue light will hold the line in spirit, if not in strength. And that would be the Blue Lanterns. And I don't know if there's been an awful lot with actually Blue Lanterns. I think they, I, I know about them showing up with the Blackest Night storyline. But after that, I'm not 100% of anything they mainly did. Um, but continuing on with the oaths, let's talk about their oath. Here's their oath. In fearful day, in raging night, with strong hearts full, our souls ignite. When all seems lost in the war of light, look to the stars, for hope burns bright. Okay. It's, yeah. I, I kind of like it. It's almost like um, another Green Lantern type saying that gives you yeah. strength and everything. Yeah. It's, it's almost like an affirmation. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> kind of makes you, makes you feel good. You know, when all seems lost in the war of light, look to the stars for hope burns bright. Yeah. It's like it should be in a Hallmark card. <laughs> all right. And then finally rounding out the seven uh, of the main, the, the light spectrum, we have the one that's kind of the least involved in stuff. That's kind of the way I also ranked this was uh, how involved they are in things. And that's the Indigo Tribe. They are not called the Indigo Lantern Corps. They are called the Indigo Tribe. They were created to fight the Guardians if the Guardians ever turned evil. So they were created as like a failsafe. Really? Yes. The power of the Indigo Tribe, so the, the, the original source of the Indigo power, was actually discovered by Abin Sur. In what we've seen of the Indigo Tribe, they appear to be immune to any other power ring. Wait. So like a green lantern can't do anything against them. A yellow lantern can't do anything against them. So that they're neutral emotionally. Kind, I guess. Yes. Well, not no. So their emotion is compassion. What? <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of interesting. So their leader who is uh, known as Indigo one. Um, and there's more to her story, but I'll, I'll make this very quick. Uh, so she carries a staff which serves as their battery. So they don't have the traditional like lantern battery that almost all other lanterns have. Mm -hmm. She carries the staff and they all charge their rings off of her staff. So her character, when her backstory is eventually revealed, you find out that she was a, uh, a criminal who was locked up by Abin Sur. And her crime was she murdered Abin Sur's daughter. Okay. See, I was about to say, I was about to say you got to speak because people can't uh, hear your uh, facial reaction when I said that. No, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm like processing it mentally right now because there's so much happening with that Green Lantern specifically that I almost, oh man, I think I got to look him yeah. up. Just, but Abin Sir decided, you know what? In case, again, remember they were created if the Guardians ever turned evil. Well, Abin Sir decided you know what, if the Guardians ever turn evil, they have all of these criminals they have locked away that they could use as weapons, essentially. Okay. So Abin Sir instead decided uh, to take the woman who would be known as Indigo One, to take her and make her the first member of the tribe. Um, so I guess that's where the compassion comes in, that it's Abin Sir saying saying, look, I'm going to give you a, a second chance instead of you continuing your evil ways, and I am going to make you this uh, uh, indigo lantern. Um, and I guess that's where the compassion comes in. Oh, so it's like the compassion from other people and not them specifically. Well, I that and then they would show compassion. Um, like you said, they're, they're kind of neutral a little bit. Um, they do... Uh, help, but then they also will stand up, you know, against anything where someone's trying to take control, whether it's good or bad. Uh, but the tribe is made up of 
people who are former criminals and psychopaths. And you said they're all immune to everybody else's power. So in other words, someone like well, it appears, appears they are. Like I said, I don't, oh, okay. I don't know an awful lot, but what I do know is that, uh, like they, they took down a Green Lantern very easily, and then the Yellow Lantern decided to attack, and they just immediately absorbed the yellow energy he was putting out, and yeah, so they seem to be immune to power rings like they have no effect on them interesting so now they have an oath but i have no idea what it is because they speak a language that no one knows how to translate wait so in other words it's like like ancient text would it be part of like the guardian prophecy text or is this just like nope oh so this is okay never mind they have their yeah they can speak any language they need to speak but they have their own language, uh, which when they're met by uh, a Green Lantern, the Green Lantern, you know, uses their ring to try to translate what they're saying. And the ring can't do it, even though the ring is supposed to know every language. Um, oh, okay. It does not know the language of the Indigo tribe. Uh, and so when they say their, uh, their oath, it is in their language. And I'm not going to attempt to say it. Uh <laughs> Cause I could end up saying something that might offend someone who speaks a certain language, <laughs> but I do know the name Abin Sur is in their oath. So they do acknowledge the pretty much the person who created them, Abin Sur in their oath. So kind and of like, that. um, I almost want to say it's like a Sinestro type thing when they do their oath. Kind of, but I think in more of a thankful way, compassionate. Yeah. <laughs> more okay. of a, yeah, more of a, we honor, the the man who who gave us this opportunity uh and then finally we'll round this out uh you got the black black lantern core and the white lantern core which came to be in the story the blackest night storyline which was then followed by the brightest day storyline the black lantern core is the power of death a guy by the name of black hand uh whose real name is william hand uh <laughs> is the first black lantern uh he is given the ring by a guardian who betrayed the other guardians named Scar. The other members of the Black Lantern Corps are just uh, formerly dead characters that he brings back to life. So they're like zombies. Oh, okay. That answers another one of my questions because I was going to ask, can the dead be lanterns again? So Yeah, they can be Black Lanterns. Uh, Black Lanterns, so, right. Yeah, and he pretty much can, like it doesn't, Good or bad. Like, he can raise anybody from the dead. The only person he was not able to raise from the dead was the character Dove. And it is explained that Dove was truly at peace when he died. Like, he he was truly at peace. And because of that, Hand was unable to turn him into a Black Lantern. Okay. So, it's an interesting one. Uh, Their oath is the blackest night falls from the skies... The darkness grows as all light dies. We crave your hearts and your demise. By my black hand, the dead shall rise. I almost want to say that's my favorite one after the Red Lanterns. That's a tie between (laughs) those two. There is one person who still, other than William Hand, there is one person that still maintained a black ring. And believe it or not, we come back. It was Batman. Wow. <laughs> How? So so Bruce Wayne died in Final Crisis. Okay. In the Black as Night storyline, he is resurrected by Black Hand. So he is a Black Lantern. Well, then later he the White Lanterns exist, which we'll get into in a second. The White Lanterns exist and he also gets some of the power of the White Lantern. So he maintains the Black Lantern so that he can stay alive, but he also keeps uh, part of the White Lantern energy to hold back the negative side effects of the Black Lantern ring. Does that make sense? I kind of see what you're talking about now. Even though we haven't gotten yeah. into the White Lanterns, I'm starting to figure out. Well, you can get so Black cliche. Lantern. Yeah, Black is death, White is life. Yeah. So complete opposite. Uh, funny enough, the very first person to uh, possess the White Lantern 
uh, ring is Sinestro. Wait a minute. Sinestro, yep. Sinestro was actually the first. Uh, however, it was almost immediately taken from him. Uh, Hal Jordan then gets the power of the White Lantern. And he... The White Lanterns are pretty much... He just turns Black Lanterns good. So all of the Risen Dead, you know, like I talked about with Batman, mm -hmm. all the Risen Dead were turned into good White Lanterns. Once the battle was over, the White Lantern power went away, just like Black Lantern Pyre did. But also, one person held on to a White Lantern ring. That person was Dead Man. Are you familiar with Dead Man? No, I'm not familiar with Dead Man. So Dead Man's pretty much a superhero ghost. He can possess other people. And that's how a lot of the other characters know that he exists. But he is he is given the power of the White Lantern and is he holds on to it. And he's told by the White Lantern energy that he needs to look for a new possessor. After he sacrifices himself to save someone, the White Lantern power then moves on and find. And like I said, this is a much longer story, so it's not going to make a lot of sense. Yeah, but it, unfortunately. <laughs> But it, the White Lantern power goes into Alec Holland, okay. who then, when he resurrects, turns into a new Swamp Thing. Because the original, the, not well, I don't know if I say original Swamp Thing, the Swamp Thing that was currently in existence was a Black Lantern. Oh, and okay. Alec Holland turns into a White Lantern Swamp Thing, who then destroys the other Swamp Thing, and he cleanses everything because you know he has the power of the green he uses the white power uh ooh, that was bad to say he uses the white lantern power <laughs> he uses the white lantern power to uh to cleanse the earth yeah I, if i didn't say the word lantern there that sounds horrible um so i apologize uh, but anyway that's the white lantern core let's get to the the oath the oath for the white lantern core is in brightest day, in darkest night, let my ring shine the brightest light. When evil comes, I will join the fight. The power of the White Lanterns is the strongest might. I kind of like it again. It feels like it's uh, branching off from, like you said, the Green Lanterns are in the middle, branching yeah. off from the whole thing with Will. I think built a lot of the other like um, cores as well. I like that. Yeah. So there you go. There are all nine of the powers that have been introduced uh, of the Lantern Corps. Uh, so what are your, your final thoughts? A little overwhelming at first because I had no idea that this was its own, this whole universe of these other beings and these powers that, you know, take place outside of like, you know, Earth and all that. Yeah. And what's crazy is, like I said, this was mostly all placed together starting in 2017. So you're talking 15, 16 years ago was when all of this started. And, and I, I, you've heard me say throughout this, you know, almost hour that we've talked, there's a lot more to these stories that I just can't get into. Imagine if this had started back in the forties, like most characters had. Yeah. I can only imagine how they would have changed it so much, especially with like comics and stories changing with characters. Like I said, a lot of this has changed. Um, of course with the new 52 and then rebirth, there was, you know, some slight changes to these stories, but yeah, there you go. So those are all of the different lantern cores, all of the different power rings and all you got. So, uh, James, have you learned something? Oh, absolutely. I think I need to polish up on some of my DC characters because I feel like I'm missing out on some of these cool stories. Hey, there is some cool cool stuff out there. I do. I will say this. If you are wanting to know more about all the different uh, lanterns other than black and white and you don't want to read through, you know, years and years of comics, go back. I'm, I, I'm sure it's on HBO Max, but I'm, you can find it. Go back and watch the Green Lantern animated series uh, from animated a few years series? ago. Yep, it was all a CGI animated series. Oh, so not like Batman or, or Superman. No. Okay, sorry. That's no, what was yeah, coming this, to my head this for was a, a second. No, this was a separate thing. But they tell a lot of these different Lantern core origins. Now, some of them are different. Some of them aren't the same way they are to the comics. But if you just want to know about the powers of each, 
it's that's a good way to do it. And then if you do want to know about black and white, just read through the Blackest Night comics. Those those are a great read. You you only have to read the main storyline. You don't have to read all the secondary stuff that happened during that event. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can, you know, if you got a a membership to the DC Infinite Universe uh, online and you can get it, um, you know, just pay for the one month. You can probably read through it within that one month. Uh, but that's definitely worth a read. It's a good story. But yeah, there you go. So thank you for joining me, James, on this educational trip through the uh, emotional <laughs> spectrum of the Green Lanterns and Blue Lanterns and Yellow Lanterns. The Roy G. Bivs Lanterns. <laughs> I like that. There you go. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, tune in next week as James is actually going to come back and join me to talk more about some Green Lanterns. We're going to look at the movie Emerald Knights, the animated movie from 2011. Uh, so that'll be fun as well but for now just go out and subscribe to the show if you haven't already tell other people to do it rate and review the show and give us those five stars or you know give us whatever you feel is true but also leave a comment Uh, it not only lets us know what you think about it and whether we need to make some changes but it puts it out there for other people you know the more interaction with the show the more people get to see it but uh, thank you for uh, joining me James thank you for everybody for listening for moving panels I'm Laramie Wells And I'll see you on the other side of the page. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while... You could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go. Go.